I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, Reese, 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 uh, Reese. Reese. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there is time. the blurry background. It's suddenly crazy. It's suddenly, I saw, I saw through your blurry background for a second. It was like seeing myself into the matrix. <laughs> Someone what did you see? What did you find out? Did you see him? You didn't see him. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. <laughs> you didn't see Master. <laughs> Sorry, what? Master doesn't want to be seen. What Adam That's why I had behind to you? Blur this. <laughs> right. Let me just clarify something. Let me clarify something. Okay. If there was a master and servant situation, there is no fucking world in which Adam is the master. Come on, let's get a grip here. You've met him. Adam is your master, 100%. Oh, if he's the master of anyone, then the world has gone to absolute fucking shit. Adam Wait, Hesson. do you still live Adam... with Adam Hess? No, I don't, Francis. When I said girlfriend earlier, that wasn't just code. <laughs> do you... Your two masters are Adam Hess and Hugh Grant. <laughs> And Nicholas Holt, apparently. <laughs> lovely. It's a lovely callback to a previous episode, actually. I like that. There we go. Comedy genius from here. Just <laughs> All right, should we, should, we, should we start recording now? Or... <laughs> what? Are you... Francis, you're joking, aren't you? What? It's no, another no. callback to the previous episode. Jamie, just when I thought you'd sussed out what comedy meant, you've immediately, literally within seconds, forgotten the nature of comedy. You forgot the thing I just taught you. You immediately went, what? And got fooled by it. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, you hadn't even taken a breath since the time you did the joke. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're still here with Reese James. Hmm. Hello, Reese. Reese. Wait. So, are you going to bring your girlfriend on? <laughs> Wouldn't have thought so. No. No. That's why I blurred the background. <laughs> <laughs> is she I behind know that your you? Your whole business is to reveal your private. Um, information, but there are some things in my life that are genuinely private, okay? And that's what happens if you're a huge star like Nicholas Holt. <laughs> you have to, that's why you can't show any of your background. Hey, Reese, can I ask you a question? When you had to move out of your flat with your master, Adam Hess, how, how did the conversation go? <laughs> yeah, genuinely, right? It, <laughs> it was pathetic, this. We lived together for four years and also it was yeah. our first the first time we lived together, it was our first um, flat as adults in London. So, like, it's a big deal. Four years, a coming-of-age period in your life. And literally, he moved out, and it was just... We basically went, all right, see ya. And that was it. There was no... We didn't <laughs> hug. We didn't touch. We, nothing happened at all. He just, like, packed up his stuff. I kind of helped take some stuff to a car. And I was just like, all right, see you later, man. That was literally what- it. How, no, what led lying. to this? You're lying. That's not. I'm not. I'm happened. not. It was. I, I remember at the time thinking this is actually ridiculous. We're not. Me and Adam, like there, there are definitely people I have relationships with where I would hug them to say hello. There are men, obviously, and there are men I would kiss on the cheek to say hello. Me and Adam have a completely non-touching relationship. We always have. I don't know why. I just can't imagine hugging him. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If if Adam died. 
you know, God forbid, Adam died. What would you, what would your reaction be? You just so Reese. I'm really sorry to say this. Adam Hess has just died. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, you joke! You're joking. He hasn't, has he? Fully, fully dead. Fully dead. No, Wait, where, actually, where does he live now? Uh, he lives in Isling. He now lives with Tom Rosenthal, comedian uh, Tom Rosenthal. Um, I think genuinely, geez. if someone told me Adam Hess had died, I would assume it was a prank. It's exactly the sort of thing he'd do, isn't it? Yeah. But but uh, it's but I want to I want to this because you okay you moved out you now live with your girlfriend um you've lived with Adam for four years and it, uh, surely living with a comedian if you're living with a comedian I'm I'm sort of guessing that you, your girlfriend's not a comedian she's not do you like the way I went I, I went up on that she's not a comedian <laughs> so I'm, yeah I'm guessing that so did you find it easy when you're living together to come up with material or was it harder because potentially you would be take you'd have to go okay you can have this joke or you can have this joke how would you is it easier or harder to come up with material Jamie finds it very difficult not to steal other people's materials basically <laughs> <laughs> well that's what we had to do in two separate parts this podcast because Jamie wanted to go and have a yogurt um, this, is, but... this, is, this is actually Reese. before you answer this is actually so true I, I was asked to do another comedy gig and I was I, I've always told this uh, story that Ricky Gervais I heard in one of his podcasts and I, I still to this day think if I told it could I get away with it <laughs> Can I get away with it? What just, if I, you but... just did a, if you did another comedian's anecdote on stage while doing stand up, <laughs> and not only just another comedian, the the most famous comedian in this country, and and one of the most yeah, famous yeah. comedians in the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, could I get away with it? Might be able What's, to get away with it. Which which story is it? Why don't you do it now? Why don't oh, you do it now? No, you know, you know his. Have you ever heard his? As story? though it's your. As though it's your story, though. I've told it before, but I'll say it again. It's the story of when uh, his mate, he told the story of how his mate went for a job interview. His friend went for a job interview and um, his friend was uh, needed to go take a shit. He needed no, you've got to say my friend. Okay, so here we go. So my friend went for a job <laughs> interview. Here we go. So my friend went for a job interview. My friend, uh, he really needed a shit. He needed a shit more than anything. And uh, anyway, he went for the job interview. He did the job interview. He came out of the job interview and he celebrated because he was so excited. He celebrated and he shat himself because he forgot. He released everything. And he was like, oh God. So he looked at the time on his watch, looked at the time. He's like, oh shit, the train's about to go. He's going to be late for the train. So he's like, what do I do? What do I do? He saw TK Maxx across the road. So he ran into TK Maxx, grabbed the first thing he could find, paid for it, ran it. They shoved it in the bag. He ran to the train station, got onto the train, opened the door, got onto the train just as it was going. He's like, oh my god walked down the pack train everyone there shit in his pants he's like oh my god this is terrible this is embarrassing got to the bathroom opened the bathroom got in there locked it clop, locked it pulled down his boxes and his trousers pulled them off he's like oh my god opened the train window shoved his pants and his boxes and trousers out of the window went gone gone disappeared out the window opened up the bag and he had brought a jacket Do you know what's weird about that? <laughs> Is that that happened to Ricky Gervais's friend as well. That's so weird. <laughs> the exact same thing happened to Ricky Gervais's mate. Um, <laughs> and you, so you want to, so you want to, genuinely, you think you would tell that on stage and you could get yeah, away yeah, with I, it. I would, I would tell it on stage and I would tell it much better and I would tell it not over Skype or anything like that and not remotely and people would honestly lull and think it's my own. I tell it so well <laughs> that people would honestly, they think they can't be anyone else's but Jamie's. That's what Have you already think. been using that as your social anecdote for years? Have you already uh, plagiarised that socially? 
I haven't plagiarized. Yes, no. without <clears throat> no, doubt. No, never plagiarize it. Never plagiarize. But look, I can do things that look. You know, they they sound like. Look, Reese, if I was going to say to you, ah, oh, gonna go and have a yogurt. It sounds it sounds like it's mine, doesn't it? It sounds exactly. That, I mean, I'm, if, if you're going to deliver it like that, I'm happy for you to have it. That is not the joke. <laughs> but <laughs> that is the do joke. you know what? That is the joke. That is the joke. It's what the bare bones. To... It's, it's the bare bones of the joke. But the reason the joke is funny is because on stage I'm, I'm high status, and then I suddenly go, anyway, I'm going to go now because I want to go home and have a yogurt. But I've been very high status throughout the whole set, so that undermines no. a whole set. It, Whereas if you it's just not. Go, that's a total lie. To that's a total lie. That's a total lie. That's a total lie. What happens is, is that you get to the end of your set. People go, oh, there's probably going to be more here. There's a bit of a pause. And then you suddenly go, ah, I'm going to go and have a yogurt. That's that. That's why. And it's funny because you end it by saying, using the terminology yogurt. That's what makes it. That's what makes the terminology. it. Terminology. <laughs> the ter- yogurt terminology. <laughs> wow. Okay. You've really got into overanalyzing this shit now. <laughs> Okay, we're going back to my original question. Do you find it harder or easier or just the same to come up with material now that you're not living with a comedian? Hang on a second. I've just been sent a uh, screen grab of a WhatsApp conversation that your producer is currently having with Adam Hess. (laughs) Would you like me to read it? Yeah, let's read it. (laughs) Reese James is on the podcast right now. (laughs) Anything you can tell me that we can catch him out with? He's talking about you, said you've never hugged. He said, ha, ha, ha. Um, and if he heard you died, he'd assume it was a prank. And he said, I hugged him when he slept. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, I don't need to hug him because he knows I like him. Hugging is for enemies. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what I mean. Me and Adam are on the same wavelength. We don't need to live together. We don't need to hug. We know. We know what the truth is. We know what each other's thinking. We're absolutely fine. No hugging. No hugging allowed. The other day, I played some. Uh, I played some poker on Zoom with some pals and uh, Adam refused to join the Zoom while we were playing, but he still wanted to be involved in the conversation while we played poker. So I had to get him up on a WhatsApp video call and put him here. And I just put him behind me like that so they could still see his face. And then halfway through, he started winning and I realized it was because he could see my cards on the screen. (laughs) 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 He kept beating me in every hand and I was like, how are you doing this? But it was hard to tell because he was wearing a suit and sunglasses. (laughs) he's wearing a full black suit why why did he not want why did he why did he not want to be on the zoom call so they could see his cards we'd already used a uh we'd already tried house party and it broke and then when everyone moved to zoom he was just like i can't bother with all these apps so i he just wouldn't he just couldn't be bothered to download it and then but it was turns out it was all a hustle so that i would show him my cards house party broke because you guys were too old on it that's why they were like you guys you're not allowed to be on this it's you guys are way too old for this thing how have you reese how how have you been keeping up with your buddies do you is that what you do you have like a certain time of day where you all skype or you all zoom or you do a house party what do you do we've been genuinely we've been playing poker all the time My, my friends won't hang out unless there is a financial risk so we've, <laughs> we need to be able to, comedians are so competitive that they won't hang out with each other unless there's literally something to gain, something tangible they could gain from the exchange. So we've just been Zooming and playing poker. Comedians poker happens about once a week, maybe slightly more regularly than that. It's a bit of, it's, you know, it's good fun. Jamie, I'm surprised they haven't invited you. Yeah, to... why the hell have you not invited me? I'm a, I'm a poker, I'm a freaking poker king. Is that true? That is very true. I'm very. I'm actually. This is no one of a lie. And, he, like and he's also book. a comedian, Reese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
That's, that's oh, don't good, worry, Jamie. That, that, you wouldn't be the least baby. qualified comedian in the WhatsApp group, but do continue. You're good at poker, are you? You seem like the yeah, worst yeah, poker no, face I, in the world. No, I'm a very, very good poker player. I'm actually a very good poker he player. He is actually good. He actually, but I'm, I, but I'm, I did beat you, actually. When did you beat me at poker? Remember when we played at that charity thing? Did you beat me? Ah, yeah, there I you beat go. you. There you go. Jamie didn't stand to win the money because it was for charity, so he suddenly played terribly. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I, but Jamie, I, are you actually good at like, can you, do you know, are you good at like the maths of it and the logic of it? Of like working out odds I, and I, shit like that? Yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite good at understanding odds. So I, I understand, I, I'm pretty good at knowing my chances of calling. So, so what, what I'm quite good, also the, 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 the biggest thing in poker, right? So there's a guy called Phil Ivey. Phil Ivey's renowned to be one of the, the sort of greatest poker players, right? And the reason I know why Phil he, Ivey. Yeah, you know who Phil Ivey is. He's sort of the Tiger Woods of poker. Um, just shag loads of prostitutes. Um, when, uh, <laughs> there we go, that's my stand up. <laughs> I, could, I, I could could take that one. Gonna run this I can't be your opener. Just gonna write that. An one interesting down. thing. There's an interesting thing about Phil Ivy actually that you could use in your stand up. Um, so he once went to a job interview and he really needed a shit, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. he went into the job interview. Job interview went really well, so he celebrated and he shat himself. Okay, you're never gonna guess what happens next. It is ridiculous. He needs to get a train. Suddenly he needs to get a train. This is a millionaire poker star. Gets on the train. <laughs> goes into TK Maxx first but quickly just buys the quickest thing he can gets on the train gets in the toilet of the train posts his um, boxers and his trousers through the window of the train toilet despite the fact no train toilet in history has ever had a window he posts them then <laughs> yeah in 1915 America he posts his shit covered boxers <laughs> it was only two year window where you could do that this is 1913 <laughs> to 1915 this story <laughs> He goes, he's now naked, waist down, except the socks and the shoes. But he then looks in the bag. Oh, you never guess what. He's only got what? a bought a bloody deck, deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> he loves poker so much. He bought a bloody deck of cards. Oh Bit of my fun. God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Phil Ivey, renowned to be one of the, the greatest poker players. Anyway, the reason why Phil Ivey is so good is because he, he takes away the uh the sort of the financial side of anything so he doesn't care about the money he and and any poker player who who's kind of a good the reason why people lose at poker is because what they do is they worry about calling something an all-in or calling a high bet or following on well they worry about losing the money they worry about losing the money right so so if you worry about losing the money then you're already on the back foot so what i try and do is not worry about losing the money you try you try deliberately to lose the money right yeah you just have to do it that way so i just think so what you do is if you go it's like it's like an investment right oh god we're getting quite deeper it's like an investment if you're going to invest some money you just have to go right that money's gone you could never think about getting it back same with poker you just think right this money's gone i'm never going to get it back and so it's fine so if you do it like that then you will normally win but then so what next... so doesn't that make you then just go all in all the time and just play really loose or does it make you are you still competitive enough to go i don't care about the money it's just about the winning I, I no, so I think what it does do is that. For, so, so for example, right, what it would do is that if you say you uh, had to say you had King Jack hearts, and up up on the flop comes something like six seven two, and you got two hearts in there. You raise, someone re raises you. Uh, no, you they they it's raise, classic you raise, podcast. someone goes all in. It's, do you do yeah do you content here? Do, yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great content. I'm on board with it. 
<laughs> basically, so if you're, it's basically if you have a chance to, if someone pushes all in when you could get a flush, when you're on a flush draw, do you call it or not? The chances are that it's sort of, you know, whatever the chance are, it's sort of a 54% chance that you're going to hit another heart or whatever it is. Do you want to risk all your money for 54%? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. It, those yeah, well, that's the thing. You've got to play the odds. Yeah, you and do. You and do. And not, 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 not play the table, right? I, I would. Well, I would this just about confirms, Jamie, that I'm, I'm definitely not inviting you into comedians poker now. <laughs> can I? I really can I not come in? I really want to come in and do a little bit of the uh, last poker. thing. The last thing we need is you telling us it's not about the money as you collect all of our money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So, how have you always? Have you always been a poker fan, or have you just started getting into it? Yeah, I'm big, uh, big gambling addict as a child. Genuinely, <laughs> when I was say yeah, <laughs> Wait, when I, I was a kid. Are you? Are you? Did you? Did you ever go to the casinos when you were at university and things like that and do some roulette oh, and mate, blackjack? All, all the time. All the well, time. Do you know? Oh, do you know? Actually, there's there's a, there's a sort of parallel between I think telling a joke on stage and you know the moment before it lands. And actually, Norm Macdonald speaks about this. The moment before it lands, that 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 um, the rush you get from not knowing whether it will land or not is it sort of similar to when you know the ball is going around the roulette wheel and you don't know where it's going to land. It's like that. That's the the hope, you know, is is what people get addicted yeah, yeah. to. In fact, I can tie this back to Adam Hess, if you like. Me yeah, and Adam Hess, we're two classic schemers. We're always scheming when we live together. Always trying to find quick ways to make a quick buck. Um, we applied to Dragon's Den 17 times. We didn't, but we did divert. We did um, get involved in the Martingale system for a little while. Are you oh yeah, with the Martingale system. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Classic... But the Martingale system. So the Martingale system is literally just um, where you play roulette and you pick a color and you just double oh. down every time. So basically, but when you, you lose, lose you, double. you bet double. If you lose, you bet double. Oh, did we tell you this already? So we did that. I, I don't know so. if we were in the middle of no, it. I used at the time, to do it as Basically, well. Adam Hess lost everything. <laughs> 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 and that's why I had to kick him out of my house. He lost it all. He lost a lot, and that's why we never hugged. <laughs> did he actually? Did he actually lose everything? He lost his. We, he was really. He was high up. He'd made loads, and then he. Uh, yeah, it all collapsed. His empire fell. 
position. Well, that's the thing but because doing... you you need a, if you have a, a run that uh, you know, and and statistically, you are likely to get a run that will wipe you out on the Martingale system unless you have unless you're a fe- uh, central bank and you have unlimited funds. Yeah, you need unlimited funds. That's it, and you can't. That that's the thing where you can't go. It's not about the money. You've got to be thinking about the money in that. It's all about the money. But I was always doing this when I was a kid at school. I remember once I um. I went round, I was in like year eight and I told everyone, everyone come around, it was an inset day. So it was like a half day. And I said, right, after the half day, round mine, house is a casino. Right, I'm going to set up all these different things to make it a casino. There'll be blackjack. I'll try and do some sort of spinning roulette wheel system. Um, <laughs> this is before online casinos. So it's I couldn't like, just use one of them. It's tiny I, was like, we'll, I was like, we'll play poker. And we're also like 13. And then I was like, it's two quid entry into the casino that is my house <laughs> and then it's just your own money to um gamble away and then because i was like i'd basically i'd watch something about casinos and it was like the house always wins and i was like well my house will win i'll, I'll be the house <laughs> get people to gamble and i'll take all the money then my parents found out and then were like reese you cannot charge people entry you cannot charge your friends entry into your house if you want them to come around fine but you can't say it's two quid on the door no trainers <laughs> <laughs> but what is it what is it is it um are you one of these people that goes into the casino and if you win you leave when you're a little bit up and when or do you do you keep chasing do you keep chasing do you keep chasing until what i do is i keep going especially in blackjack where i'm up i'm up i'm up and then i'll just lose it after one as soon as i lose i'll then go it's like i never i've I've never i think i I I only leave when i'm up yeah these days, I'm only going to the casino if I'm hammered and all the pubs are shut. And then you're always so, down on that. So you always like you always go on a little run because you're so brave. So you yeah. just bet so high all the time, and then it, one of them pays off, and it's all worth it. But then obviously you're also stupid if you're drunk, so you naturally lose it all, and then just go ah, and then you just go sit in the bar. Hubris. For a bit. But sort of if you're drunk, you don't give a shit. You're just there for the night out anyway, so you sort of do just part with that money and go whatever whatever i was with my friend alex mitten and we had to go and do a personal appearance uh once ages and ages ago we went up to scotland to a personal appearance and at the end of the personal appearance we got given uh the, the money for doing the job anyway we went to to a casino we went to this casino and uh so he lost all of his money he lost all of the money he had in the casino and he had 100 quid he had 100 quid left that's all he had and there was a girl that he was with at the time. And she said, she was like, oh, and she was, we were all drunk. And he was like, this is so annoying. She said, put the, put it all, put the hundred quid on 33, put it on 33, go and put it on 33. And he put his hundred quid on 33 and it came in. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh right. my God. That's yeah. so much. I money. thought there were only yeah. 32 on a roulette no, wheel. No, 36. 36 and a zero, 30. baby. Huh. Yeah. Oh yes, that's, that's right. That, that's the house edge, right? That's the house and, um, edges that they're green zero. Me and Adam once did a tour date in Edinburgh. They went to the casino after and started playing poker. And all the people, it was like 2 a.m. at this point because it was after a tour show. And all the Will people you get on the table at 2 a.m. Well? well, it was like it's a Tuesday. And so all the people on the table at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday are like semi-pro poker players. They're like really <laughs> serious. And they're like phoning their bank when they go out to get more money moved over so they can continue playing. And Hess is such a fucking wild card. No one could read him. So he was just up, so far up. Right. And then this guy goes, Hess was like head to head in this hand with one guy. And he goes, oh, have you got the flush? And Hess went, what one's that? And then from then on, <laughs> Hess lost everything <laughs> once again. <laughs> he, he lost it all. Um, another time is me and my brother and dad 
uh, when I was like 18 were like, me, out for a curry. Me, my brother and dad. <laughs> Sounds like your mate. <laughs> me, my brother, my dad. We were having a curry. We got hammered. We were like, let's go casino. We got in a taxi, went to this casino. Me and my dad were like, let's play poker. My brother didn't want to play, so he just went and did something else. We went and played poker. Literally hand one. I get like a pretty decent hand, not amazing, but the bet's quite high. And then I go, yeah, hand one. I'm like, all right, all in. And I raise all in. Immediately, someone to my left goes, cool. That person wins. That person was my dad. <laughs> Literally, hand one. We've gone for a lovely <laughs> evening out. My dad has knocked me out and taken my money immediately. Within 10 seconds of sitting down. <laughs> the, the moral of the story is don't gamble, okay? Unless you want to, and then do. When the fun stops, stop. <laughs> right, Francis, uh, let's have the answer to the question of the week. The answer to the question of the week. So what were your answers? <clears throat> Mine was weapons. Livestock. Livestock. The answer is actually your children. I said oh, that. He said baby. I he said, said baby. I said yeah. baby. And yeah, you made you changed. me change. You said you changed. to me, do you want to change? You, you asked hey, me. You gave me your final answer, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, that is what I we call right. in the business a bluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you, you, what the hell? You'd ask me if I wanted to change my answer. Yeah, you're allowed to change it if you want. But you, yeah. t- so you, you, you gave you me your final your, answer. You could post your children to what? To who? To people across America, the US Postal Service. Why? Why, why, why could you do that in those two years? And for only two years, obviously, it went badly wrong. <laughs> 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 Something happened. They're, you know, they returned to sender. I don't know. I, I think maybe that no been... one used it, so they were just like, "Oh, there's not enough demand because it's a fucking insane thing to suggest." If they said, "Now, do you want to post? Your... We're going to do a new thing. Post your kids." No one would use it, and within two years, they would just cancel it. <laughs> well, I guess this two was years. in the in the two days years. of when they did it all on horseback, right? When they where they, all you know was it called the uh, what was that the name of the postal service when they they posted it on on horses? You're right. I was imagining a um, child in an envelope. I was. <laughs> remember Flat Stanley? Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah Flat what, Stanley. What was, what was Flat Stanley? What was oh, Flat yeah, Stanley? I remember Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley posted himself across the world. He put he put a stamp on his head, oh, and then he posted himself yes. in the post box. Do, do you, he was, do you, he was do you the first it? straight white male. Yeah, do, do, do. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's pretty solid stuff, actually. And that's the markings. That's the makings of a true comedian, there, Jamie. Okay, you got a lot to learn from this guy. There's a proper I, gag there. It's clever stuff. Oh, I'm just going to go and have a yogurt. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Double whammy. What a double act. Why don't Channel Four want this? This is gold. Hey, Francis. Right, it's now time for your lovely diary. Yesterday, Zoe and I went to the park to take our daily exercise. We oh, took our skipping. <laughs> it's written like a fucking war book. <laughs> we took he, does our... he does it. Can I just stop you there, brother? He said recent our last one, we had Laura Whitmore and we did it remotely and Francis halfway through. We, we didn't do Skype, so we couldn't see each other. And I went, Francis, let's have your diary. And he went, ah, this is going to be a melancholy one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Right? laughs> Laura Whitmore was like, oh. sorry, what? <laughs> Oh great! Um, Here we go. And also, so t- and also, we were trying to impress Laura Whitmore. We couldn't give a we? shit about you. Or were so. you? <laughs> so. Why were you trying to? Imp- Sorry, why were you trying to impress Laura Whitmore? I don't know because why did you we, say we? We haven't. We Check haven't. This out. We, How about that then? <laughs> what? 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 Your love? Your Love Island water bottle that you're showing us? Do, oh, yeah, it Laura says Reese. Gave me that. 
Laura Whitmore gave it to me. It says Reese, Love Island water bottle from when I did. Oh, by the way, Jamie, actually, I did After Sun. That's extra show of Love Island. Yeah, I've done it twice. Yeah, and when I did it, I know you have. (laughs) They told me about it. (laughs) So (laughs) I did the show and I was like, oh, I've not really been watching this series. Is that an issue? Like, I've seen the last few episodes, but not all of it. And they're like, oh, don't worry. When Jamie Lang did it, he didn't even recognize the ex contestants who were in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, at one point, one of them spoke and you went, who the hell's that? And it was a guy who'd just come out of Love Island. <laughs> Perfect. That's why I wasn't invited back for the new one. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, sorry, Francis. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, Let's Francis. Let's war stories again. All right. We took our skipping ropes and stayed within two metres away from everyone. Sorry, we, we stayed away from t- everyone from... with. Uh, we stayed two metres away from... I don't know what I'm saying. We stayed two metres away from everyone as instructed we skipped and skipped it was exciting don't know exhausting (laughs) (laughs) it was exciting oh no it's exhausting are you sure i felt like yeah and i felt like but i can't read my own writing i don't know if you guys get that and i felt like i got a real work workout done this sounds like early work i don't know if you know but there's a great podcast called early work <laughs> this sounds exactly like early work i really i really miss jujitsu it's <laughs> it's driving me a bit loopy without it the end <laughs> sorry <laughs> wow is there an, is there a drawing that you've done of a stick man with a hand that's got six fingers yeah. on it or something yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my God! Uh, he's he's drawing it now. There it is. <laughs> Very nice. This is the problem, isn't it, with a diary-based podcast during lockdown? Yeah. You really lose a lot of the content. Yeah. Oh, I well, know because because it's a pandemic. It's, I mean, we are the new Samuel Peeps. Yeah, you certainly like, are because your life it looks like in you're the about day. to write about scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so the thing is, I was, I was, my, my, my diary last week, I, I was just, I was, um, I was being, um, yeah, melancholic because we, uh, you know, there's a lot to be melancholic about at the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been Private Parts. Thank you all for <laughs> yeah, listening. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> Give us a rating. <laughs> hey, Reese. Hey, hey, buddy, listen. Um, I just, let's get serious talk for a second. Um, listen. I think you're great. <laughs> I think uh, I, your 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 big fan of yours came to watch you in Edinburgh. Uh, I saw your show in Edinburgh. Yeah, do you so remember? Thank you very With much. With Sophie Shad. It's very Thanks good. Thanks for coming, guys. Um, oh yeah, shout at, out to Sophie Shad. Sophie yeah. Shad, Shad Comedy at Shad Comedy. Give her a and give her uh, a. And also, hey, listen, I have no follow. doubt that uh, your your new podcast, Early Work, will be a real hit. There you go. Thank hey, you very much. Wait, wait, Reese. What was this? What was this? Did you do this thing for BBC? What's the, What's the question? <laughs> Did you do this thing for BBC? Oh, for the this BBC? podcast. No, no. I thought you weren't. You doing something for the BBC on BBC Four or something? <laughs> what? Oh, Radio Four. Yeah, Radio yeah, Four. Out. Sorry. Yeah. I did a thing. I don't know if it's available still, though. Yeah, I did a little. I did a Radio 4 show, second series of Radio 4 show. I don't need to plug this. Just Google it. If, you, if you've got any appetite, it's nothing like this. I'll tell you what, it's nothing like this. That show was highbrow Radio 4 <laughs> intelligent stuff. <laughs> Although, I, to, hey, to be fair, 
the straight white male joke about Flat Stanley, that was solid enough to have been in that show. So there's one oh, really? moment that was similar to that Radio 4 show. The rest of this, no chance. Hey, Reese, Reese, Reese. Yeah? Get to go and have a yogurt. Lovely stuff. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Don't Are you actually? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to ask you to do it. No, I'm should we, do should it. we all have one together? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, listen, Reese. Uh, what we like to do, uh, listen, also just honestly, uh, mate, go, everyone go and check out Reese's podcast. It's going to be freaking hilarious. Uh, Reese, you're, you're, you're a legend in every single way. We, we love you to bits. Um, <laughs> that, that was my, Every that, single <laughs> way. <laughs> every single. We love you in every single way. What we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. It's you, oh, this is my cue to say something. Okay. All right. Yeah. There once was a man. His name, Phil Ivey. Now, Phil Ivey always loved to gamble, but no more so than when going into a job interview. Sure, he liked gambling with money, he liked gambling with cards, casinos, but he really liked gambling with his own bowels. So one day, he's got a job interview. What's the job? A professional non-shitting-yourself man. <laughs> Makes it it was very competitive. <laughs> It's a really competitive industry. What you have to do, the trick is, right, you have to just forget the shit, right? You have to forget that there's any shit at all. Put the shit out of your mind because people are scared of losing the shit, but you can't be scared of losing the shit, okay? You've got to imagine the shit's not involved. It's just about winning. So he goes in. Anyway, that's the end. That's my inspirational message. Live, laugh, love. Reese James, Wait, thank you so Reece much James. on the podcast. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.